Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episodes 12 and 13, The End is at Hand, and What We're Fighting For. This is the finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., guys. All of that, right after this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeffrey Randall. How you doing, buddy? Man, it was a real emotional day. It really was. I I cried and laughed very hard at this episode. There were like a baby. Really, really amazing sections of this episode. I did both of those things like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. I full full uh what's where I'm looking what for. What even are spoilers anymore, man? Yeah, oh I was gonna say spoiler for sure, but uh Full disclosure, I've only seen this episode once. I normally try to watch them twice, once to enjoy, once to take notes, but we thought it was important to get this up today. So I've only seen it once, so I'm going to have a spot of your memory. Uh, but man, what what did you think? Let's 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 get it out there. What, what, I guess of the finale, but also as the series as a whole, how did it end for you? Well, um, I mean, it was... It was really satisfying. Like, this is... This has been six... No, I mean, it's been seven years that the show's been on, but it's been it's been six years of us talking about this show. So, yeah. like, we have a lot of expectations about it, and we, we have a lot of... Do. You know, a lot of things that we've felt about certain characters. We've, we've got a lot of um, emotions tied up in this show. And to have it come to the conclusion that it did, like without, you know, having to outright lose anybody, so to speak. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Like it's a Whedon show and they didn't, we didn't lose the main character in the final episode. That's, that's a big deal. Right, right. Normally at least and a third of the characters are just done for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you now. But like the way that it was done, the way that, uh, the way that, we were reminded that they steal faces, that the Chronicoms steal faces. And then we were presented with like more LMD people was just like so great. Cause we got beloved characters back. Yeah, we did. Um, you, you're talking about, I, I know the one, the agent at the end, I forget his name. It's his name. You said, you said Davis. What, Davis. What any other beloved characters we get returned? You know, I didn't know how much I missed Piper. Right, but Piper. Piper wasn't an LMD. Piper just right, right. Piper, was Piper wasn't an LMD, but right. like getting Davis back. Yeah, that was real cool. Having him be. I, I'm. I mean, I'm assuming he's like Coulson now. Right. And that's um, the thing. Is just the idea that like Coulson is being copied and like sort of lmds are being proliferated around shield is a really cool thing yeah. um that was that was really fun and i loved the way they they were picking on you know openly talking about the fact that he's an lmd like it's no secret he's like aren't you a robot can't you do this he's like well you programmed me this way like it's really <laughs> good it's really funny stuff i love when he was like apparently i speak facts yeah <laughs> and this isn't facts <laughs> So I, I feel like we're getting deep in the weeds when we start talking about Davis because that's like a throwaway thing. I feel like. well, not throwaway. It's cool, but uh, let's get into these main characters. What I yeah. guess let's run down the list because this this episode first off was really structurally interesting 
for them to go from, you know, they they had a they had a we. Uh, I'm mostly talking about the last episode, I guess. The the the, the second okay. to last was sort of just putting the pieces in place. It's not not that it was bad; it was good, but putting all those pieces in place and they had some really cool stuff. I loved all the agents showing up with the different 084s. That was also just the call out. They they talked about 084 so much, and a little shout out to our uh, our buddy 084 who who writes in all the time. Like yeah. that had to feel good. They said your name like fifteen times this episode. <laughs> they, um, they called you out by name. Yeah, over and over again. Yeah, that that was just a super nice call out to like episode two. You know. Uh, yeah, and they've they, they've, they've said 084 before since then, but it's it was just nice to see it like as a big deal in this episode. Um, yeah, it has not been often a strong connection, which a strong connection to the, to the movies with the quantum realm stuff. Oh man. That was cool. And him, he basically showed up like Ant-Man, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. When the, okay. When, when Gemma put everything together and then hit the, the tuning fork, like the tuning fork first off made me remember umbrella Academy season one, but right. Beside the point, uh, when she did the tuning fork and like it, it resonated and then unlocked that door. And I like, we saw, we saw the ceiling that had a whole bunch of panels on it. My first thought immediately was, oh shit, that looks like the time travel machine in Endgame. Yeah, it did. It did. And it also, uh, it also those panels looked similar to the quantum realm like a diving device a little bit um like the the quantum realm door or whatever quantum gate the quantum you know whatever like the, the platform the van <laughs> oh the quantum tunnel yeah the quantum tunnel that's what i'm looking for yeah. um yeah so like i it was just super cool to get that connection um uh then then of course our, we got this so the, we got it all tied up in this time travel elements you know uh and then you had uh the the, the beginning of the episode they, they show all that stuff out of time they show how that worked them in the blue suits are the people interacting with them at the end of season six which is super cool and fun and like uh, just a nice little touch um yeah and then they have to battle with the chronicoms and then we get this wonderful coda where it really shows you where every character ended up and so yeah. I think that's what we need to do. I think we need to go character by character, talk about how their stories ended, and what do we think. Okay. Starting with Coulson, I guess. Starting with Coulson. Where what do you is think? Coulson again? Where was well, we he? We don't actually know. We, we, we know that he's given... He, he, they, he's, he's wandering the world or whatever. I forget, I forget yeah. the word oh, he uses. Oh, no, yeah. He got, a, he got a new Lola. That's yes. At the very end, he gets a new Lola, but they and have this then, whole conversation about: uh, Do you want to? She invites him to come teach at the Colson Academy. At the Colson Academy. I mean, it's uh, real good. That's real. That's real special. Oh man, it, it warms my heart. They're they're like you know, he's the the man that held it all together, and he is dead. Like that's a tribute to the dead Colson, but he lives on in this LMD form, and it's. You know, we talked a lot about LMDs in the first seasons of the show. We talked about what if they exist, what if they don't, you know, like how they might use them on the show. I never expected for our main character to end as an LMD. Yeah, man. Very, <laughs> and it's very not cool. even like it's, it's 
partially LMD, it's partially Chronicom, but like mm-hmm. really it's LMD. Like it's super advanced LMD, but it's like it's not like he's kind of just an alien at this point, but like the the mind got transferred into this this body. Right. Exactly. So he's he he in in many ways he is Colson. But in many other ways, he's not Coulson at all. He's just a machine. And it, it, it really gets at these questions that uh, <laughs> they talk about all the time over on Superhero Ethics, actually. They talk about a lot like, what makes a person? Is a robot a, is a, robot a valuable life? Is a robot worth saving? All this kind of stuff. And they this show, more than any other, really got inside that question, especially with um, Enoch's death and how it related yeah. to Coulson. And like, it's just such a cool and clever way to end the show. With this, I mean, and, and I love that he says, I could turn myself off, but I could do that anytime. And yeah, he's just he embraced this that. idea. Like, I can die if I want to, but why would I? There's so much to do. There's so much to see. And that's a that's a rad way to, to go out, you know? Yeah, to go out on his terms like that. Yeah. And I love that at the end of it, uh, when they're in their, their little circle talking to each other, um, at the end of it there... They were all like, yeah, you know, we've all died. We've all done weird things. Like, yeah, we're so talking good. about dying. I've done it like seven times. He's like, I, I was a zombie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically, Mac was a zombie too. And he was like, he was like, uh, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about it. <laughs> it was real good. Mac being the director and standing like such a badass on the... Uh, oh, man, on the helicarrier? helicarrier? Yeah, on the bridge of a helicarrier. Or not the bridge, but the... What's the, the deck? The deck, thank you. On the deck of a helicarrier, man, I couldn't think of the word deck. Um, yeah, standing on the deck of a helicarrier, wearing that cool jacket, just looking like such a badass. Um, such a badass. They, that's a great end for him. You know, he he's been the director for a couple seasons, but now he gets to. I don't know. It looks like Shield is kind of restarting and expanding again. If it's got a hell, it's got a helicarrier. I mean, it's had a helicarrier since Age of Ultron, but still, yeah. That was cool. That was real cool. It was. What do you think about Daisy? Daisy. Hmm. Daisy ended in space in what you appears know, to be sword. It, ah, uh, God. I wanted them to say it so yeah, bad. They basically said it. I mean, they, they, they talked about how they're on these missions and like he called them the Astro Ambassadors. Astro ambassadors. Susa likes to call us the Astro ambassadors. Like that's real cute. Just Susa, <laughs> Susa being Susa. That's such a like 1940s name for something. You know, like 1940s yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. When uh, when she said that, like when she said that, we didn't know where she was, and I was like, hold up, wait a minute, what? She and Susa are going to be in Agents of Sword. Yeah, or you know, I was expecting a, a TV show announcement. Yeah, we 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 had we had someone, and I I don't I don't know where the information came from. You posted it on the it was on Twitter. It was on Twitter. Somebody posted that they were going to be announcing a Sword show that evening on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, and it it did not come to fruition, at least not yet. Now they do leave that open. Although, and well, let's get to the characters, and then we can talk about the overall okay. positives yeah, and yeah. negatives because. I, I do have a few negatives. That no, you don't. Stop I do. It. I do. No, you can't. You know, I have to. But let's get through the characters some more. Uh, okay. We got Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo is running teams. Yo-Yo is running teams. And uh, 
dipping out of cars while Davis is driving. That was so freaking cool. Her that using so her badass. power that way was her using her. She used her power multiple times in this episode. I loved Sousa seeing her power for the first time and going. So that's, that's, what, that's you what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I often forget because you know Sousa just kind of like is the duck with everything being water. But like, I often forget that he hasn't seen any of this shit before. And he's this all, everything, all of these things, all these experiences are completely new to him. And and having him react to being like, oh, well, okay, neat. And like, we're like where Mac was, where, you know, Quake is just a name, you know, that's the name we know her by when she's not Daisy. Yeah. And when, when Zeus is just like, Hold up. Now, wait a minute. That's real goofy. Like, it makes us as the audience who are just so used to all of this, much like Mac, just take a step back and be like, huh, that is real weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah, it's super great. And it's just like a funny joke. The fact that like he hasn't seen her do it like they, like for a while. Yeah. They, he has been with them for a while and just hasn't ever caught that activity and that was just super fun yeah so what about Fitzsimmons and we're going to use them as one character here okay <laughs> now we can we can definitely talk about them separately um, but they end up together uh, which is super nice um, I, I, I with a with a with a child I Ayla Alia what was her name Alia Alia I knew as soon as soon as they, he said, like, all right, you, you know which star system I'm talking about. No. Hold on to that name. I was like, their daughter's name is Alia. And they didn't reveal <laughs> it till the very end. I thought they were going to do it right then. I thought they were going to go now. Hold on to that name. Why is that name special? And then she'd go, like, our daughter. You know, like, but it takes until yeah. the very end of the episode. And then she fi- you see Alia, and it's so special. Because that's, oh that's what brought her back to the world the fits like talked her it talked to her until she remembered oh yeah simmons i feel like doesn't get as much to do in this episode she gets a lot to do but it's you know she's she's in a weird state for this basically entire thing yeah she's like walking around almost catatonic well yes almost like catatonic most of the time and saying random stuff which was an entertaining and i think a good part of the episode but like kind of a weird place to leave simmons oh, and then not that they leave her there but like to for that to be her final episode she had some really cool stuff to do this season but for her final episode to be just her gibbering and jabbering a lot it was a little man when she when she oh my god when that little girl jumped out of the bed and was like mommy and the way that the way that she was crying and hugging her and talking to her and like how real that felt i was just bawling oh my god yeah and that's what we fight was, for, man. We fight for that's family. That's what we fight for. Uh, and the little girl saying, like, you said it was going to be a long time, but that wasn't a long time. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wait, hold on. What? Okay. I just figured it out. Okay, got it. Sorry, yeah. I was like, the time travel, I was a little confused for a second. Yeah. Um, so It doesn't matter how long it takes or when you go. Right. You know, you're, it's time travel. You can go back to the exact same time and spot. I mean, so cool. Like, that was so cool when they were like, guard this with your life. And then Piper and Flint are like, hold up, wait a minute. Hold on. You, you just said. But like. I know I'm a dumbass, but I just realized that Piper asked for Davis. That was what she asked for. 
Yeah. It just didn't dawn on me when I watched the episode. I don't know why. That's a really obvious thing. I think even like it immediately proceed like followed it, and I just didn't. She she said something like, "I think Yo-Yo says he's kind of re- she's kind of regretting what she asked for." Yeah, and it turned, and then it it cuts to them in the car. I think I was still waiting on what she asked for, and then it never came, and I forgot about it. And it was Davis, of course, the L and D. They would they would have been the ones to make it. <gasps> like, it makes total sense. Matt, what? no, Matt, what? His name is not Davis the LMD, it's LM Davis. <laughs> oh. It was right there in front of us the whole time. <laughs> Why didn't we see it earlier? We speculated so many LMDs over the years. LMAD, uh, all, yep. these, all these LMDs, we never thought of LM Davis. LM Davis is such a good one. Finding like, LM Davis. Isn't that what that movie, Finding Lewin Davis? Isn't that- I don't know the reference there. Okay, sorry. 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 No, it's my fault. I'm an uncultured swine. <laughs> yes, yeah, finding Lewin Davis. Oh no, inside Lewin Davis. That's what it is. So inside Elm Davis. Ooh, very close. That's what Piper is. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was inappropriate. That's that does seem inappropriate. <laughs> they are agents of Shield. <laughs> they are agents. It they is take weird. their job seriously. It's very strange. Huh? The idea of waking up an LMD or like creating an LMD f- version of a fallen comrade like that. That's a strange thing to do. Yeah. Did they scan? Like, did he have a brain scan that they could upload? Was he in the framework? Did... I would assume if he was in the framework, they did. But I don't remember if he was in the framework season. That was a while ago. He was in the season of the framework and we were so scared that he was going to get offed. But... He survived. I don't remember if he got put in the framework, though. Right. Speaking of the framework and speaking of, of Fitz and Coulson, um, I would have liked to, to be a little more explicit here, but I didn't. I don't think they wanted to leave Fitz in it with a bad. I don't. I don't think they wanted Fitz, especially being gone all season, to leave everyone with a bad taste in his mouth, uh, in their mouth. But like, Fitz basically. He he shows up and his entire plan is to abandon this world Oof. for for uh that is very the doctor of him. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. And I yeah, I, I freaking love that that's he's still the good guy. He's there to save them, he's there to do a good thing, but he is all about the calculus of like solving the problem no matter who he hurts, and he's ready <laughs> to leave an entire planet to be destroyed by the Chronicoms. And really he's he created this spin-off timeline with the Chronicoms. Like, this is all, all the things that happened to this planet are Fitz's fault. And, yeah. And Simmons. Well, that's the thing, though, is he's he sees it much like they did in season four, where, like, Gemma and, um, and Daisy went in and they're like, it's the framework. It's all a computer. Like, this is not a real world. Right. Like, even though you can, like, see and hear and feel, taste, touch it, like, it's not the real world. It's not a real world at all. So... That's kind of the, at least that's what I interpret Fitz's mindset to be is like, because this is not our timeline, because this is a branch random, you know, whatever else timeline, this one doesn't matter. But because of multiverse theory, it is a real planet with a real dimension that can be uh, gone to basically that can be traveled to uh, and traversed across that, that, but also just like, these people's pain is real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, these people's pain is real. 
and the threat that you want to just like run away from mm-hmm. and, and leave here can come after you. Right. And that's not what we do. We're shield. We're right. bringing this, we're bringing a threat home to our universe so that we don't leave these people with it. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. That's that a, a great way. Now, uh, oh, let's make it through a couple more characters. Uh, right. Right. I, I love where may <laughs> ended up. She kind of hates her new job. Cause she's yeah. this empathic teacher now instead of I, she's either like the teacher or the principal of the Colson Academy, some sort of teacher there. It looks like, well, she's giving a lecture, so it looks like she's teaching. Um, and it looks like it's not combat instruction based on her attire. No, no, it does and, not. And, uh, based on Flint's attire. I'm so happy that Flint is still alive and me too. Like he gets to just go to Shield Academy and be all excited and yeah. and plucky. I love that he's at Shield Academy. It's so freaking good, you know. Right. Ah. I worry though if he ever like trips and breaks an arm or something, he's just gonna turn to dust. What What do you mean? Don't you <laughs> Don't you remember uh, in the last season in season six the the construct or the the constructed people or whatever the the fake entities that the the stones made that Izel made um whenever they got like stabbed or, or really just poked they just kind of exploded into oh, wow. ash into like dust or ash or something i guess i don't remember that it was kind of crazy maybe it requires like a fatal blow or something yeah that's pretty nuts or maybe you know once once she's gone those people are now permanent or something i don't know i, I just don't, don't know, know. That's weird. That's a weird thought. Um, okay, yeah. what about um, what about Sousa? You like where Sousa ended up? I like where Sousa ended up. I like, I like I like what they did with him in the in the that in this episode. Like when he like <laughs> when he's on the, on Z one with uh, with Mac and Daisy, and Daisy goes to walk away. Like you know, I'm going off alone as this Lone Ranger that I am, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to go find them and I'm going to bring them back. And Mac's like. Okay. <laughs> and Seuss is like, what? Huh? Hold up. <laughs> like, goes and kisses her. And oh, that was such like, nice. Bet you didn't expect that. And she's like, no, I like where it ended. <laughs> like, I'm glad that you did it. That's what it was. No, I'm think, glad that you no, did I think, it. I think he said, I didn't expect that. Like, he didn't yeah. expect to do it. Either way. Which is super funny. It <sighs> was super funny. And then when he got back to the console, and Max just like, nice yeah like, well done <laughs> yeah the, the mac response is my favorite part yep all right my favorite ending for a character is deke oh you mean so, deke sacrificing himself yeah it's, which is yes yes we can say it that <gasps> is one of your big swings was deke will sacrifice himself he that did was not my die. first big swing he did not die he but he did uh, make make himself uh, the. He fell on the sword, as it were. Yeah, <laughs> fell on the creating of sword. No, um, fell on the agents of sword. <laughs> he fell on the shield. That's weird. Okay. Um, no, him becoming the director basically is is wonderful. His, yes. I, I, his line about his line when he said, "And base, I'm basically a rock god here." Yeah. <laughs> right. So funny. So funny. <laughs> 
That's great. That is wonderful. He doesn't belong in our timeline anyway. Like he didn't say that, uh, but I, I thought kind of thought like that's one of the reasons too. Like yeah, you're not yeah. supposed to be in that timeline. You don't exist over there. And right. uh, and you're you know, it's it's really really nice. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, I think that's God, all the characters to, to run down. Right? Anybody else? Except for the guess the Chronicoms. Sure the Chronicoms ending with empathy, which sounds like somebody else's big swing. It does sound a lot like your uh, peaceful solution. Yeah, they will find swing. a peaceful solution. That was my big swing. Like, um, not only is it a peaceful solution, it is a solution of peace. Like yeah. to give them peace. Yeah, give them the re- a reason to have peace. I I loved that as an idea. I love it so much. It's 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 a perfect way to end the storyline. Yeah. Um, I have. It's the scene that I have the most issues with, though. Okay. Um, because... It was a little anticlimactic? Well, no. I love anticlimactic. No, that's not true. I. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a battle to be climactic. You know what I mean? Before we get into the plots and a few of the negatives... I have three negatives, and I'll get to them in a second. Um, Enoch's, Enoch's alive, right? Or did he... They see him. No, I guess he's not. They see him for a second on the on the. I kind of wish they'd done something with that because it made me think he was alive for a second. But no, that was before they went back in time. Like when they show up in the blue suits, he's he's there, right? Helping. So they're helping him look. It actually made so much sense. Like in into season six, it's like who are all these blue guys? Like who are all these people? Yeah, we didn't know who that was. We didn't even question it later. It's a beautiful, nice little Kaiser Soze moment to find out that was our people. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Especially, like, especially if they had been planning that all along. Yeah, it's super and cool. I, I think that they probably did, actually, because if you remember, before season six even started, they were, uh, they like, they got the green light for season seven. Yes, that's right. So I guess they were planning it. No, you know, one of those scariest moments that didn't end up being bad, but it really worried me. What? Scariest moment of the episode was when. Um, Sybil says, or no, date. I guess Gemma is taking them back to the thing, and she says, "Believe it or not, there's unfinished business at the temple." And I was like, "Please don't tell me they're going back to fight the Shrike." Like I realize <laughs> they have gone through every season's villains, but if you end this Chronicom storyline with them going and fighting the Shrike one last time, I will I quit. <laughs> I, I'm going to quit podcasting about this show if you do that. <laughs> I'll just do one. I'll do, I'll, do, I'll do this one, but I'm not doing any more. I'll do this one. I'll bitch about it. And no more after that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they didn't do that. So we can continue doing podcasts about the show. I love the unfinished business they actually did have. Um, yeah. I really liked that. I liked it a lot. Okay. So let's see. What about... Okay, let me talk about my negatives, I guess. Just a okay. t- t- tap on them before we get to the feedback. Just, just, just a, little, a little tap on negatives, because I do think okay. there's some negatives here. Uh, first off, we have been praising the idea of a separate timeline because it could either bring it in line with the mm-hmm. MCU or take it out of the MCU. One of those two things could happen. Yep. They dis- decided to just ignore the snap like they made that decision they had a year and a half as since they knew what the snap was they decided oh well 
<laughs> you know, like none of our characters ever disappeared. We don't have to deal with it. They could have written this episode just slightly differently or this last two episodes slightly differently and had them jump over the snap and then they could have touched on it. You know, they were like, they could have been like, you know, after that one year gap, you know, we're dealing with rebuilding the world after the snap, you know, after the snap or whatever, after the blip or however they want to discuss it. You know what I mean? Right, right. They they could have done that. They easily could have had that. Like w- they could have somehow written it so that they they could have it would have it wouldn't have made total sense with what happened in season five. But they could have done like a we left time we left the time stream. We came back to the time stream, and uh, you know uh, we, we 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 weren't in this universe when it happened. That's why we we missed it. But instead, they overlapped with themselves for a few minutes, so there is no gap there. We can't head canon that away. <laughs> they yeah. just they just never experienced the snap. Uh, I the only thing that I can think is that maybe well no not even that <laughs> like. I was thinking, well, it's half of all people, not half of every group, right? So maybe sure. they just lucked out and none, none of the people in their group right. got snapped. They could sure. have been the cool. luckiest group, but it's very unlikely. It's like a 2% not, not chance. Not just that, though. Not just that, though. But you know for a fact that if the snap happened, the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would be doing something about it. Right. Like this team would well, be addressing that's what something. I'm saying. When they're sitting in that little uh, support group at the end, they could have been talking about the snap a oh, little bit. Yeah, man, you know? and it could have it could have mirrored the scene from Endgame. You know what I mean? Like they could have been sitting. It looked the same, even. Like they could have just had a little bit of a conversation about how are you doing. Now the problem with that is if they did that, like they could have come back and like Max family like his brother could have disappeared or something like that like some characters have they've lost some characters they could have gotten back you know and piper and that uh uh, piper and uh they leave piper and pebbles there thank you (laughs) piper and pebbles it just it just sounds good um (laughs) and matt called daisy tremors and (laughs) susan's like wait i thought it was quake i was sad that we didn't get a turbo i was so sad we didn't get a turbo one last turbo would have been good. It would have been real nice. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's my that's a major negative for me because you know what that probably means no sword show Damn. because if they could have brought it in line, then they could have pitched it to Disney Plus and said, "Hey, we've got this array of beloved characters. You could easily start a sword show, and they could be out, and we we could work together on it, and we could do this." But now they didn't, and so now our this show. It feels very disconnected. So it, it's it's the show that started the idea, and it, it started with the most connected season of television ever between television and movies. And now it has become it used its final moments to disconnect. That annoys me. Um, and they yeah. could have written it just a little differently, and and made it work. They could have gone just a little a little bit of a different way. Like so a literally, little nod. They literally could have like done a thing where they. And I think they did it because they wanted that cool scene where they're overlapping. But you could still do that with, like, time jumps, you know? We have a few things to do. So they take their time machine and move through time doing a few different things, you know? Um, they could have they could have done something. But I digress. That's one negative. <laughs> but I digress. Second negative. What the hell are Korra's powers? Mm. Because, as far as I knew, they were, like, energy blasts. Yeah. Or like fireballs. She would like burn a guy's face or something, didn't she? 
Yes. Well, that that looked like it was the uncontrolled uh, version. Like, um, sure. But it's like, like if she doesn't have control of that, she can't bring it all into one beam. But the idea that they brought her, the entire plan was to br- create a universe so that Korra could exist so that they could bring her to this universe and use her power to amplify the signal. That's the whole plan. Why did we never hear her use her power for anything but fireballs? Have her amplify something at some point in the season. If that's going to be your entire plan is to use her that way. (laughs) Have her use her power one other time in a way that seems to coincide with how they plan to use her, right? Yeah, I mean, what you're saying is for there to be a payoff, there has to be a plant. Yes. Or or there has to be some logic to the payoff. The entire logic is we created a universe so that Korra would exist so we could beat the Chronicoms. Like, that's that's, that's the plot of the season. And it's a cool plot. I actually love it. But they did nothing. I can headcanon it all day, but they did nothing to establish that power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I freaking love the empathy thing. I said that. I love the idea of the empathy thing. It's wonderful. <laughs> okay. You're in love with the concept. And, and using May's ability to use empathy to like reach into some sort of, you know, supernatural uh, magic box of Chronicom controls and having a, a character, if it had made more sense for her to amplify that, like that's really a beautiful and wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. But, but when you give someone empathy, they've never had empathy before. You give them empathy, and then you turn a corner. They're coming after you with guns, and you se- you step out and say, "Are you a friend or a foe?" And they say, "A friend, as I have always been." Oh, what is that? What? What the? What the hell? <laughs> That's not how that battle would have ended. <laughs> empathy would probably mean they fire the gun. They see someone hurt. And then they stop themselves because they're no longer mindless soldiers. Like they right. see pain, so they experience empathy. And they're like, like, oh shit, oh no. You could have had one of the characters step up to save their friend and be shot trying to save their friend. Or they could come around the corner with the guns and they're huddled together as a family holding each other. And then they're, they're ready to shoot and then they decide not to. That's empathy. Mm -hmm. Them saying a friend as I have always been is not how empathy works. So those are my three negatives for this. And I feel like they're three pretty big ones for an episode that is so well crafted and overly written. I mean, it's written so, so fluidly and coolly for those three major things to be wrong. I I really had a problem with. Yeah, I, I think... Hmm. Just based on the number of people that were in the lighthouse at the time, like that was kind of the the main um, the main reason that they just kind of had to stop like that, right? And I, what there were what three in there, something like was it that. Three? Well, no, it was it was Susa, it was Yo Yo, who I mean, it's not Yo Yo anymore. But right. whatever. She's just yo. Yeah, she's just yo. 
Um, so we got Sousa, uh, Elena, <laughs> and um, Fitzsimmons. Mm. See, have it be Fitzsimmons and have it be them holding each other and holding each other's hands. Have them bring their daughter there. Have the daughter thing happen a little sooner so they have their child with them and have these monster chronicoms see a child being held by their parents. And, and they could be like, it didn't work, it didn't work, and then have them go, I can't do this, and put their guns down. That's empathy. That's what it should have been. And, and it, it was such a beautiful idea. I freaking love it. I love, I love that like, they, they have set up an entire, they use an entire season to set up May's power to do this. Yeah. They did nothing to set up Korra's power to do this. And then right. they made the thing that they did as a payoff not, did, to me, made no sense the way they react, those Chronicoms reacted. Right. Again, so many positives in this episode, but those are my three negatives. And I you know, I, I hate to laugh at this. I hate to laugh at this thought that I'm having because it's kind of sadistic. But if they had had, if, if Fitzsimmons had had their child at the lighthouse when the, the Chronicoms were coming in, the child could have been shot. And then the Ellen or then all the, uh, the Chronicoms feel sorry for, you know, feel empathy. Yeah. Much the same way that May felt bad about the child in Bahrain. Right. And or, it would have just like brought or, May or full like, circle. Or, or yeah, man. Ugh. Yeah. Talking about the child getting hurt. I didn't mention it because I didn't want to go there, but I almost was like, and then they could have, and I was about to say either pebbles or uh Piper disappear. Oh, uh, no, in the, in the, if they, if, cause they were left there guarding it, you know, like they could have been, yeah. they could have been dusted and, and like, I don't want to lose either one of them, but we would have known they were coming back. You know, like we have that knowledge, even if this, the agents don't, but that would have been one way to include it. But my, where my mind originally went was the, their daughter could have dusted. Oh no. <laughs> oh man. No, they opened the box and it's just ash. It's just ash. Oh man. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be rough. Okay, let's. That is let's, horrible. Do you have anything else you want to talk about before before we get into the feedback? Because I know we've got a lot and to, to, um, to get into. There's the one one specific thing that I wanted to talk about that I thought was kind of uh, a, a nice flip, I guess. Okay. Um, when young Garrett bamped everybody into the bar or bent, you know, bamped them into the bar. Yeah. And he got shot in the head. He got shot in the head by Victoria hand. I know. It's great. In season one, Grant Ward shot Victoria hand in the head. Yeah. That's awesome. I love, I, I just love the symmetry there. Yep. That's really cool. Anyway, that's really really cool. Uh, I wanted to to put one more uh, one more pin in your in your um, cushion, sure. one more feather in the cap of Cora's power. Not uh -huh. making sense. Um, apparently, she also has the ability to um, unspace freeze a human. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. That's almost immediately after the other thing. And I was already like, what the hell are Korra's powers? And then it showed her like bringing 
uh, bringing Daisy back to life. And I don't mind if her power set is written in a broad way. It's just they have only used it so far as a destructive weapon. And, like, I get the idea of her turning and doing something different with her powers. That's great. But, like, show me her doing different things before you use her as basically, like, look, it's Captain Plot Device. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need a character brought back to life? You've got a Korra. You need, uh, you need someone mean, blasted a hole in their chest? You've got a Korra. <laughs> Use Korra. <laughs> a new product. <laughs> the latest model of Korra is available at all fine <laughs> inhuman stores. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's read the uh, read, read okay. some feedbacks from the from read the uh, from the feedback. feedbacks we've received this last couple days, or I guess okay. just the last so, twenty four uh, hours. Like, at the top of the document is our big swings. Did you want to talk about those? Oh yeah, sure, 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 sure. Okay. What, what are what are your th- name name your three and we'll 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 rate them how well they did. My three were Deke sacrifices himself. That's it. That's a pretty good one. I, I'll give you ninety percent because he okay. didn't really sacrifice himself. He, he in the die. in the sacrifice play. He was the one who like I'll do it. Which so you get you get lots of credit, but he did stay and become a director of shield slash rock god so like sacrifice is shaky so i'll give you 90 on that one uh okay uh daisy and nathaniel collide and destroy the universe they really only destroyed their ships they only destroyed the ships so i'll give you a 10 percent on that one so you're up to one okay you're up to one okay. full big swing nice nice <laughs> uh and colson marries sybil um he did try to give her love. Sybil did want to assimilate him. That's yeah, true. I feel like, I feel that's, like that's a 50%. That's a good, she wanted to assimilate him, which is basically what marriage is. Right. Uh, and he was the, like, I do not consent. <laughs> I was just making a bad joke about women, uh, fixing their men. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are my big swings? Yours were uh, Peggy Carter's dead or shown to be dead. Yep. Did not get that one. Uh, Agent Sousa joins the Avengers. I say it's still possible. In 2012? I say it's still possible. Because time. They have a time machine. On that ship that he's on. Yeah. Yeah. They have a time machine there. Well, he's on Zephyr three, apparently. I mean, does Zephyr three not have the time drive? I don't know. We don't know. I'm guessing not. I'm guessing they don't mess with time. I'm guessing they don't give every shield vessel time travel. Have you you noticed how like with, with the agents of shield show, like everything that they do, like they start off small, they make a personal thing and then they make a bigger version and then a bigger version and then a bigger version. So like, I'm pretty sure that that helicarrier that Mac was on is the time ship now. <laughs> yeah. That would be ridiculous. Time helicarrier. Yeah. Time carrier. Time carrier. Time carrier. They call me the anyway, time carrier. They call me the time carrier. Um, that doesn't make any sense. No. Why would they call anybody that? So it seems like we got about tied there. I had one that was like fully... Fully correct. That was a full, full on correct. Um, the others, and and you had a part two partials. So I think we, we were pretty, pretty good. 
All right, guys. So we're going to get to the feedback right after this word from our sponsor. Uh, today, as this whole month, our show is brought to you by Audible. And specifically, the new Audible original, The Sandman. As you've heard us say, we are so excited about this Audible original. Uh, it is based on the DC graphic novel by Neil Gaiman, adapted and directed by Dirk Maggs. Uh, hailed by the Los Angeles Times Magazine as the greatest epic in the history of comic books, this audio adaptation is decades in the making, starring James McAvoy in the title role. Follow Morpheus the Dream Lord as he is pulled through the dream realm and imprisoned on Earth. When he finally escapes, he must restore his power to rebuild his dominion. And that's just the start. Featuring a powerhouse ensemble cast including Riz Ahmed, Kat Dennings, Michael Sheen, and more. In your wildest dreams, you've never heard anything like this. Listen now only on Audible. Go to audible.com slash Sandman. And as we've mentioned multiple times, in the past ads, we are going to do a series on this audio drama, audio experience. Uh, so we're going to we're going to do a couple podcasts about it, and uh, we're going to be starting that next week. And so keep 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 checking the feeds and go to audible.com/sandman and uh, yeah, check it out. We're excited. Here is a little clip of what that's going to sound like. The year was 1916. Roderick Burgess conceived a plan. He would capture death. Capture? You are death. This is him. He's back. The Sandman's a fairy story. He's back, John. Dream of the Endless. Greetings to you, Lucifer Morningstar. Hello, Dream. I have shown him fear in a handful of dust. The Sandman. Only from Audible. In association with DC. Just close your eyes and listen. So again, go to audible.com slash Sandman and join us as we listen to this audio experience from Audible and talk about it. It's going to be fun. All right, let's dive into some feedback. Andre Sparks says, guys, OMG, that last episode had me on my toes and the ending was great. I'll miss this show, but I hope to see them again in the future. Few thoughts and favorite scenes from the finale. Fitz basically watched the endgame timeline. Most messed up part was Garrett turning good, but still dying. Deke saying he was in charge was great, but him mm -hmm. imitating Fitz was everything. Oh my god, that was oh, so yeah. good, and I haven't talked about that. That was wonderful. That was wonderful. <laughs> the way that he did the, like, Fitz's stance where uh -huh. he puts his hands on his back, and his, his accent was so much better than mine. <laughs> that, that was really everything that was really wonderful was so good uh andre also says daisy basically using a super quake was awesome uh, i love that they use the quantum realm so they use two different versions of time travel yeah well no actually i, I really want to talk about that uh okay. i have talked about the theory we've talked about theories of captain america how he would travel from like if he went back and stayed with Peggy Carter and that was a different timeline, how he would get back. And we've talked right. about the idea of using that GPS device to travel between different timelines. Uh, and they did that right here. And I love yeah. that. Like they directly did the thing that we've been head cannoning for a couple of years. Yeah. Like they, they did, they, they used fits as the anchor. Yeah. Mm, yes. They did. Well, they okay. So it looked like Z one was 
the version of time travel uh, that's similar to the the stone because they cut out a piece of the of the stone to do that, right? And then they put that in in a canister and shove that into the time drive or the the jump drive. Um, so like they were using it to make a bubble around the ship so that it could hop as it needed to. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, it's funny that uh, Gemma called their time jumping skipping like a rock on a on a pond because it was literally a rock that was causing was them to it. jump. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's a little funny uh, wording there. But um, having that be their their way was basically like sliding across this one timeline, kind of, or like sliding directly back in the timeline, I guess. But... <sighs> they apparently but created a branch timeline and it still exists. Yeah. So yeah, they they slid back, and that caused the the split in, in the time stream, right? Or in the timeline, all the changes then, they made caused ripples, then waves, then a, a, right. a dam, and then a dam. And so, like on this on the branch that they were on, Fitz is still in the original timeline, and he's that anchor point, so that they can uh, they don't have to go like all the way back and then forward. They just go the shortest distance between two points, straight line through the quantum realm. Yeah. Uh, yep. I liked it. It's, ugh, it's intense. Anyway, uh, Andre continues with hope to see them in Marvel future Disney or Daisy in space. So we get to meet Thor or the guardians or Captain Marvel. Mac and Yo-Yo can meet up with Fury. Fitzsimmons could still show up if needed. Um, May and Coulson could now be in young Avengers since they work with new recruits. And he said, favorite seasons are four, five, and seven. Mm. Uh, favorite moments from past seasons, Fury and Coulson teaming up, Fitzsimmons underwater almost dying, all the Daisy fight scenes, and the Winter Soldier Hydra connection. Uh, one, oh, yeah. One unclosed thread, the inhuman that fell in the ocean. I'm not sure what he means. Uh, in like, was it an, in, yeah, in like season two? Oh yeah, yeah was no, the ice the, the ice guy, right? No, it wasn't the ice guy. It was um, is the guy who looked like he uh, he went back into an Inhumans cocoon, like into the, oh, the husk. Yeah, that's right. All, all over again, and then went to the ocean. Right? Huh? Yeah. I guess they just I think never that was brought that back. Senator Senator Nadir's brother. Weird. Weird that they never brought that back. Good call. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, Andre says, sorry for the length. I heard you guys almost at 500 episodes. Keep it up. Thank you. We will. And we'll be letting y'all know what we do. I'm sure we'll do a live stream for the 500th. We're probably just going to do like a party for the 500th. I don't know. <laughs> like, unless there's something pressing, we'll, we'll probably just do a good party. Yeah. Party on, party on Twitch. <laughs> party on Twitch. Arrows. Party over here. Party, party over, over here. there. Uh, let's see. Emily Sissel. Oh my goodness. She basically live tweeted at us. This is very funny. Uh, Emily sent these messages. I guess she live, basically live tweeted the, the thing. So while we were last night doing trivia, <laughs> uh, I just kept getting alerts on my phone telling me spoilers. And I was like, don't look, don't look, don't look. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. My phone was like, it was right here and was just like, bzz, bzz, 
I'm, yep. like, I'm not looking because I know what that is. We're and both I'm not. connected. We're both connected to the account, so it just kept going. Like, and we're like, nope, nope. I'm playing mm-hmm. code names right now. I can't. I can't look at anything other than this board of code names words. <laughs> um, let's. See. Oh no, I had scrolled down. Okay, uh, Emily. <laughs> I love that it's just like 8.58 p.m., 9.07, 9.38, 9.41. Like, she was just like, bam, bam, bam. That's really great. Thanks for writing them in, Emily. Emily says, as soon as they said 084, I knew it was him. I knew it. That was their first mission as a team together. Two hearts. I'm definitely live tweeting and sobbing. I miss Fitz so much. He's my absolute favorite. And then uh, she says, Deke Squad continues. He's totally meant for the 80s. Oh my God, Deke is the director. Face with tears of joy. No, sorry. Face with tears of joy. 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 Those are emoticons. (laughs) Sorry. Several emojis that are copied as words. (laughs) Yep. Uh, She said, So that's the point of May's gift. Damn, this is also amazing. Holy shit, I did not see that coming. She has some of her healing power. And, and then yeah. I've never felt so proud or glad that I was right. All right. I hope y'all enjoy and can't wait to listen to tomorrow until next time. True believers. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so excited. And I love, I love that excitement Me because too. I also was feeling that excitement. Like I got up this morning and I was like, I have to do work. But before that, I got to watch agents of shield. <clears throat> yeah. So I, had a couple of messages come in while I was watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it was mostly like, hey, are you, like, I see you got a lot of work done. Are you still working on this thing? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, just doing it later. I'm working on it right now. I'm just yeah, I'm busy at work, man. Right this second. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, let's see. Matthew William. It says, insert cringy video of me crying here. Damn, <laughs> Disney. You need to bring this show back. Right. Hashtag bring back Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield finale. So I, I told I, I wrote him back. I was like, I definitely am left wanting more, but I think that's what we want, right? Like I as much as I would love more of this show, and I would love to see these characters show up again, I think this show like really ran its course and ran it well. You know? Yeah, I think this particular show, with the premise that they are on, or that they started with even, like it has it has run its proper um, it's proper course. They have done everything that they needed to do to bring it to like a satisfying conclusion, even though like there's that one in human that's in the, the ocean. Um, but like pretty much most of the things have been tied up nicely and everybody's in a good spot. And honestly, they could, they could spin off so many shows from this finale. Yeah. Like, I was talking, I was thinking about that. Every one of these characters could be a show. Like, yeah. not e- not even an exaggeration. Every single one of these characters could be a show. Director D... No. D-rector. <laughs> yes. I think it'd be the D-rector. Yeah. Yeah, the D-rector yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, in the alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Dude, I would love that. And that could go on for a while with no, uh, you know... No end in sight for the because the universe still exists. You know they could do whatever they want over there. Wouldn't yeah, that's it, a that's an open playground. Yeah. And then every once in a while you get crossover episodes where they visit the other timeline or something. Oh and like, yes, be good, man. It'd be real good. 
That'd be so great. Fitzsimmons. Right. They are, they're retired, right? They said that they were retired. I think Fitz is retired. Oh, that's right. Fitz is retired, but Gemma is analyzing biosamples that are being sent to her. Yeah, so she's still working in some capacity. Yeah. I don't know how much. She did say that she's going to do it after Fitz went to sleep. What yeah. if she's doing that behind his back? <laughs> Secret scientist. <laughs> There's another spinoff. Secret scientist. Yeah. Secret si- Gemma the secret scientist. Just her staring at test tubes at nighttime. Yep. Yep. Slipping <laughs> out of bed to stare at test tubes. Gemma's lab. <laughs> it's like Dexter's lab except it's Gemma. Yeah. It's a, like way more boring. Like nothing, yeah. nothing happens. She just stares at samples. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What's Gurio have to say? Uh, he says, hi, I've got a question about the series finale that I would love it if you guys addressed on the cast. If Fitz was able to create a quantum realm portal slash time machine, we can safely assume his intellect is on par with Tony Stark, right? I've just finished watching the finale now and I'm still in tears as I'm typing this. I cannot wait to listen to the cast about this episode as it'll be the last time you guys do a cast on a new S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. Love you guys 3000 and keep up the good work. And sorry, but also Daisy being in freaking space? Like, is she now an agent of S.W.O.R.D.? How great would it be if in Captain Marvel 2 we get a link up between Daisy Sousa and Korra with Carol Danvers in some deep space nebula? Yeah. And then emojis that are blah. (laughs) Very excited emojis. Uh, Yeah, I think she is S.W.O.R.D. first off. And as for Fitz being as intelligent as Tony Stark, I think it's possible that he is as intelligent as Tony Stark, but he did have the help of a Chronicom. He did have the help of a Chronicom. Yeah. So there's a little different there. The help, the help and the technology of a Chronicom that like to build the time drive. So, and it also took him a long ass time to do it. That's true. It, it seemed to take Tony a weekend. Yeah. Tony was just like, shit. <laughs> That's that's not that's mom's word. <laughs> and it, it could also be the fact that like Tony has a lot of money where he can kind of do yeah, whatever Tony's he wants. Tony's got like damn near unlimited resources. Yeah. And he can just throw at it. And Fitz is, you know, doing his best with his intellect, but it's like if you have intellect but no money, what can you do? And he's done a lot. But like if you have intellect quite a bit. Unending intellect and unending money, you can actually make a lot happen like Tony Stark has done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All by yourself. All by your damn self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. 084 says, I'm still kind of bummed to hear uh, takes... What? This is from last week. Uh, he's talking about our last week, or last S.H.I.E.L.D. episode ah, two days ago. Right. So this is this is not feedback for the show. This is feedback for our show. Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. He said, I'm still kind of bummed to hear takes like it doesn't... Or it it's going to get fixed, so it doesn't matter. Haven't we all been through trauma and felt pain in our lives that maybe got resolved at a later time? That pain was real, right? It shouldn't, that shouldn't be invalidated. So I don't believe that the issues happening in this episode that might get resolved in the finale should be treated with so much apathy and criticisms of a lack of weight. The characters still experience it all, whether or not they'll also experience a solve later on. I don't know. Listening to so many Marvel podcasts this week, I feel a little like more time is being spent talking about what these episodes aren't versus what they are. I guess we'll see what happens tonight. And if it's a possible happy ending, somehow brings opinions of a great character episode down even more. 
Uh, I know I shouldn't care so much, but I do. Hopefully this comes off uh, more as a continuing this conversation about quality and expectation and not as an attack on you guys. Still have all the love for you. Until next time. Thank you. I didn't feel attacked. No, I don't feel attacked at all. Uh, I think that's a valid, a valid thing to feel. I, Mm -hmm. I think there are ways to make something weighty that you, that is going to get undone, but I don't think they did the work here and they may not have had the time, but something like showing people working in the Triskelion, showing the horrors of people dying because those are the people experiencing pain Uh, Our characters don't know. These are different versions. They're going to go back to a world where this never happened. So our characters aren't experiencing that pain loss. They could be experiencing some fear here. Um, It just didn't... It did not drive that fear home for me. And they did not drive that... that pain home for me. Like, yes, it is absolutely true that you can experience pain and and, and get it fixed. And it's it's fine again. Um, But... Uh, I just don't think they sold it personally. So I'm not, I, I enjoy, uh, I really enjoyed the season and I really enjoy uh, that episode even. Um, but there are, I just, I, I feel like there, it's not really a criticism of what happened in the story. It's a criticism of the pacing and direction and the choosing to focus on sometimes plot elements instead of focusing on what would really evoke the emotion that I think they're trying to evoke with those two moments that we talked about last episode. But I digress. Yeah. Definitely under, totally understand where you're coming from. Oh, eight, four. And I, you know, one of the things about being an independent podcast about Marvel is that like, we do criticize it, you know, and, and, and we criticize it because we love it and we want it to be its best. You know, I just told you my three problems with this last episode. Like, I think they're legit problems. Um, they're probably headcanon a bullet's fine, but I just think they are problems with the way they told the story. Um, not really, you know, whatever. <laughs> not really whatever. Not really whatever. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, I, you know, I kind of felt like the, I felt the way that the Daisy Sousa Mac team felt at the beginning of episode 12 after last week. Where, like, they're shooting, but it's not coming at us, so they obviously don't see us yet. It's like, you know, they're just like, whoo, good. Like, thank God for that. Hmm. And it, the shooting toward Earth didn't matter at all to them, because they didn't know what they were shooting at. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that, that's an issue. It's kind of the same way with, with Coulson's team. They're literally just staring at a map with shield logos on them in various locations mm-hmm. that get crossed off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, get, <laughs> that get X'd out. Um, you know, just like boom, 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 they disappear. And that's that's it. That's like there wasn't there wasn't a conversation with the with the young Victoria Hand at whatever location she was at. Like there wasn't any of that. Yeah. Agreed. They could have they could have been in the middle of a conversation with one of those shield bases. They could have tried to reach out and warn them. They're like, oh my gosh, they're targeting the shield facilities. They could have called out. Maybe they tried, but they could have let... This is writing. So they could have called one of them, had had a conversation with someone as they blew up. They did, though. Shit, they were talking to a guy at the hub. Were they really? I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I just remembered that. I don't remember that. That's funny. They were talking to a guy at the hub, and then it went, shh. Okay. But, like, it wasn't anybody that we knew, 
Right. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't new, but it also wasn't emotional. I, yeah. I think I think part of it is in the delivery of Coulson and May there. They're like they deliver it as a drama moment instead of delivering it as an emotional punch. So if it was an emotional punch, then what all the stuff 084 says here is totally valid. But if it's just a plot element where it's like, oh no, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been destroyed, that's a plot element, not really an yeah. emotional beat. So this like, is like a huge, uh, a huge moment in that universe in that right. all of these S.H.I.E.L.D. agents just got wiped out. Right. Like... All of these people have just died. That is a huge turning point for that Earth, that version of Earth. Yeah. And so I guess to clarify my thoughts on it, it's just like, I don't think they made it personal. And then, so so the idea of it being painful to our characters, it didn't feel that way to me. But the universe went through a lot, and like, that was, that is horrifying for that universe, but I don't know any of those people. They didn't show me any of those people. Right. What if, what if the, the guy on the other end of the radio had been grant ward or or someone they really liked yeah you know like someone director fury yeah what if they're talking to nick fury in that moment i don't think he was directing no. he wasn't directing what if, at that what, point. If he, what if he was like a field uh, like a little oh, yeah yeah just like, like a, a field agent uh stationed at the hub or they're talking to colson Oh snap! Like Coulson, <laughs> like the administrator working the working on the switchboard for whatever reason, he calls and we see like a young '80s Clark Gregg, like young agent, you know, da da, pick up the phone, have a conversation, and then get blown up. That would have made me feel it, you know. But I don't know any of those people that blew up. They were literally just dots on a map. The Triskillian was badass to see explode again, but. <laughs> the, <laughs> But, I, but it was from the outside. There were no people exactly that we saw. Like I, that, that's that's all. We can move on. But I, I, yeah. I think that's where that's why we don't feel that way. But I I, I get your impulse to, to defend it, and you are you. We're not necessarily right. It's just how we feel about it. Right. Right. I'm going to go ahead and definitively say that uh, we are correct, and you feel incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Drew Greg sent us an email. Hi, Matt and Jeff. Hello. He says, I love this series. I'm going to miss it so much. After 136 episodes, S.H.I.E.L.D. has become my favorite TV show, or at least my favorite in this genre. I made a Fitzsimmons sandwich for the episode. Yay! Prosciutto and buffalo mozzarella with a hint of pesto aioli. It was very good, though I probably put too much prosciutto on it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop you there, Drew. There's no such thing as too much prosciutto. So, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Again. Stop telling everyone they're wrong. Mm-mm. When they are, I have to. That's true. Just That's just called integrity. Yeah. <laughs> right? I can't let injustice like this slide. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. He says, thoughts on 712. I love seeing Fitz again with the rest of the team. Uh, when Simmons wasn't remembering things, all I could think of was the dementia you guys talked about the other day. When the team snuck on board the, con- the Chronicom ship, I felt a lot of Star Wars vibes Ooh, just totally. to make Matt mad. Oh, no, I totally see it. It definitely felt When Fitz came out of like the quantum tunnel, he had his Ant-Man helmet again from season five. That was pretty cool. That was really cool. And he, Having and that come back? Coming out of the quantum realm, too. So, it like, when he appears, like... He basically dip pulled an Ant Man, or like you know, he was like actually using Pym Tech. Basically, freaking loved that. Yeah, 
It was so great. Uh, you know, the vibe that I got off of, well, I guess it was 712, is when Daisy was in the Chronicom ship and none of the none of the robots were addressing her in any way. Yeah. I, I got 13. Star Trek Borg vibes. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for making it correct. And Drew Grex for bring up Star Wars. You bring it home to me with that Star Trek knowledge. No, yeah, yeah no. I, I, I thought the same thing. That is exactly how the Borg act. So, yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, we're not a threat. They, you know, they're not going to react. They're not going to respond or react to mm-hmm. us. And when Deke was like, you're right, that is weird. I was like, I know, right? The Borg are freaking weird. <laughs> but I digress. Anyway, Drew continues with thoughts on 713. I love seeing the quantum realm on the small screen. I really think this is a secondary timeline where Thor went for the head, and I'm fine with that. Jed Whedon did a masterful job with this show. Uh, I'm so surprised this got seven seasons, but I'm so happy it did. They got to tell their story. I cannot wait to rewatch this again and again when it gets to Disney Plus in the U.S. Hopefully September 11th, as network TV seasons can stream 30 days after airing the season, or in this case, series finale. Uh, This season was a love letter to the fans who have seen every episode. I've been on board since season six, but I felt all the feels. I'm going to miss these shows. While the Disney Plus stuff will be great, these shows and this one most of all just has a sense of familiarity to it that I doubt WandaVision will have. Mm-hmm. The final scene was great. I loved seeing where all these characters were in 2020. Uh, they were all on a futuristic Zoom call. Mm. <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7 predicting 2020 one last time. <laughs> <laughs> all that social distancing. Thank you so much for this great podcast. I have loved it for a considerable amount of time. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Man. Yeah. I, 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 see, I totally see what Drew is talking about here with the, um, the idea that these shows that we're getting, they may be like the highest quality TV we'll ever get from Marvel. And I, it looks like at least the highest quality we've ever gotten. But the trade-off with that kind of quality is you're not going to get as much of it. And, and, and that's cool, but you aren't going to have this. It's not going to be like your favorite thing you watch 20 times a year. It's going to be like a treat every once in a while. And I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited about it, but it's not going to be the same. <laughs> this is going to be a loss to my life. I'm going to miss S.H.I.E.L.D. a lot. We're going to have to, though. Like, you say it's not a thing that you get to watch 20 times in the year. Like... We're going to have to. We're going to have to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier 20 times in its entirety <laughs> just to fill that dead space. Fair. Fair. Or, you know, we we watch WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier like back to back a couple of times because, you know, they'll have however many episodes together. You know, we'll eventually maybe get to the point to where like there's enough Disney Plus shows. So that's that's yeah, kind of the thing the that I'm worried about is, is getting... That they're, getting the Disney plus shows often enough. You know what I mean? Like this has 20 episodes or 13 episodes a year and it doesn't feel, um, like, like, like Drew said, familiar any, any time this, sh- it, like you're not getting sort of like every episode sort of feels the same. Like in a six episode arc, it's going to be like you introduce what's happening. Big things change. Mid season finale. Like, like brr, at least that first yeah. season. Yeah. Walking Dead. Kind of kind of like the Walking Dead first season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I could see that. And the the 20 or so episodes, you know, if they get like Moon Knight, She-Hulk, um, Miss Marvel TV show, uh, you know, all of these that they're talking about, if all of those go on in the same year, even, you're talking about, you know, potentially, what, like 30, maybe 40 episodes of of TV. And like, even if it is 40 episodes, it's not 40 episodes of the same characters having, exactly you know, interacting with the same arc. And Unless ha- they are, and then that's baller. And then as Drew said, um, you know, you have that safe comfortable place that's the same same every week and you're just not going to have that with these shows now they may do other shows like um i don't know how many uh like she hulk may be 13 episodes in which case that'll be cool i think there could there's a there's room for shows like that especially with like a she hulk where it could be like a sort of drama you know procedural type show where she's actually like working cases and stuff and she's being a lawyer and that just existing in the Marvel universe could be great. Ooh. All right, let's hit this last feedback and then let's, then, then we're going to talk to our live chat and see if we had any questions in the live chat. I saw, I saw a question in, in chat and I really wanted to participate. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, feel free. We can, we can. No, no, no. It. It was, it's just a, it's an open-ended question that Jay Scotty for real said, uh, what are shield and sword acronyms for wrong answers only? Oh, <laughs> we, that, that's more of a like Facebook thread participation here on the cat. I don't know if you saw it, uh, Jay Scotty, <laughs> a couple of, um, a couple of, I don't know. It was like a year ago or something. We had some somebody brought up DC and DC was it DC oh, DCEU the DCEU that's what it was and yeah. you went deep and, oh, and did like off. thirty different combinations of DCEU <laughs> we need to find that thread that that thread is mwah. and then uh, oh we did another one Shield somebody did Shield like wrong answers only and somebody did all Shield right. They did, they mm-hmm. did shield, shield, shield. It was all these random words. And they were just, a lot of people were just using random words. I tried to respond, or I did respond to everyone with Hydra, but saying the opposite of what they were saying. <laughs> oh, wow. It was, it was, it was also, no one noticed, by the way. I did it for like 14 different people. No one, I don't think anyone caught onto my game that every one of mine was Hydra. It just seemed like I was responding because I was doing full sentences, but they were all spelled Hydra. I need. We nice. need to find these threads. Those are good threads. That was. It was like a Hall uh, of Fame threads right there. Yeah, uh, those are like they need to be pinned. Yeah, we right at the top. It was like a day of creative, uh, creative work of like Sigurun <laughs> coming up with <laughs> these things. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one. Oh eight four had one more email. This one's actually his comments on this episode. Okay, these okay. Uh, these episodes. These episodes. He said, okay, so that's two S.H.I.E.L.D. finales that have gotten me to tear up. (laughs) (laughs) The difference being that this one had me subtly wiping my eye in my office cubicle while watching on my cell phone. I'll start. (laughs) I'll start with 712 since it's sure to get overshadowed. For sure. I got to watch Victoria Hand shoot John Garrett in the face, which completed me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is pretty I love great. that both of us both of us are right there. Well it's also if you think about like wait, am I wrong? John Garrett was responsible for Ward, right? Yes. So 
she shot the guy who was going to train the guy who would eventually shoot her in the head. She shot him in the head first. That's fun. That's fun. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I I just, like I said, it's great symmetry. I love it. Um, 084 says, I was a little confused by all the shield agents showing up with 084s only because of the timing. Uh, There were, yeah, there were a few moments in the season where the time drive wasn't working. So it's not clear how Fitz and Enoch were able to set everyone up to show up at the exact moment or at that exact moment. And Enoch didn't plan on being left behind in 1931. So I'm not sure if it was that Enoch or the one uh, from Fitzsimmons future that left all those devices. But it led to a really cool reveal with Fitz coming out of a quantum portal. So I'm not going to harp on it too much. Yeah, I think that's a that whole thing seemed magical. And I think the idea is sort of to set up Fitz as this godlike figure (laughs) that, that, you know, he's off doing things. He's playing 12th dimensional chess or whatever. Yeah, he's playing the long game. He's playing 84th dimensional chess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, onto the finale, and wow, did they check all my boxes. We all called Deke staying back in the 80s, and they did it really well, I think. I wonder how screwed that timeline is going to be with him in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> so screwed. But, yeah, but also Hydra's... What's Hydra doing in that? They're, they're, they're not in charge They're anymore. done. They're killed because all the shield got wiped out. Yeah. Unless like one of those people that right. there were a handful of. Maybe one of, yeah, we don't know how many, how deep was the Hydra roots at that point? Because it seemed like in Winter Soldier, there's a lot of Hydra. But in 80s, yeah. maybe they hadn't grown as big yet. I mean, either that or Deke can just kill them all. Yeah. Start over. Well, he does have some future knowledge. So we say it's going to be screwed, but like he does have future knowledge that like, he he's the use. future man. He's the future man. Yeah. But he's always he's also kind of a fuck up. Yeah, for sure. What, what do you what do you do when future man is a bit of a fuck up? <laughs> like what happens in that timeline? I don't know, man. Man, I want that that I want that timeline real bad. I want that spin-off show the director of mm-hmm. Shield. The director. <laughs> yes. All right. His prediction that they'll see him again is dead wrong, considering the probability that the exact same reproductive cells come together to, to make Alia that made Fitzsimmons' daughter from the Lighthouse timeline, and the probability that the same thing happened with Deke's dad, and the same thing with Deke himself. Put simply, that's the only Deke that will ever exist. And honestly, I love Deke, but one is plenty. <laughs> Uh, the Quake Off had some really great action moments, as did the battle with Coulson and May versus Sybil and the Hunters. And I love that they beat the Chronicom threat with May's empathy power in the end. Me and of too. course, there was the final 12 minutes, which I'd like to just have playing on repeat. I do love that Fitzsimmons got the, they get their happy ending, which or with what seems like some sciency freelancing sprinkled in. Uh, Mac and Yo-Yo get to continue fighting with S.H.I.E.L.D. along with Piper and L.M. Davis. Oh, he said it. Oh, wow. Nice. He, he got there before I did. Yeah, he did. Okay. Uh, Mac and Yo-Yo get to continue fighting with S.H.I.E.L.D. along with Piper and L.M. Davis. And I just wonder what his family thought of that decision. Oh, well, it was a cool moment. <laughs> Colson gets a new Lola and a school named after him, with May seeming to be running the show, or at least a big part of it. Uh, and Daisy is starting S.W.O.R.D.? Lots of question marks. 
at least I really hope that's what it was. I would love to have seen an agent in the background with green hair. And at first I thought that was the new recruit that they were talking about, but then I realized it had to be Korra. Uh, and I'm fine with that. Daisy has been my favorite MCU character. She started her journey completely alone and ended it heading towards adventure with the promise of family in more aspects than one. And if one of those aspects is a character that maybe could have been written better, it's not going to bring me down. A big thanks goes to the showrunners, cast, and crew that gave me my favorite show, and also a huge thanks goes to Matt and Jeff. Your podcast has gotten me through some really hard times, and I'm excited and proud of you guys for launching PandaVision and branching out like you have. I'll be following and nerding out with you all along the way. Until next time. That's very, very, very nice of you for Thank you. Ah. See, now people can see what it looks like when I tear up. Yep. Me too. Which I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's, that's mm. just the, the idea that this is, this show is over, man. It's such a, such a been, it's been such a huge part of my life for six years. I'm freaking sad. And, uh, but also really excited about how it went. I really loved this last episode. <sighs> yeah, man. God, yeah. it's so emotional. <laughs> Screw this emotion. Let's listen to some 80s music. Oh, no, I can't stop thinking about Deke. Oh, no. He's all alone. <laughs> Take on Deke. Take on Deke. Take Deke on. Take on Deke. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to do the next part. That's uh, No, it's cool, man. It's cool. Uh, let's see. Anything in there we want to touch on? Uh, yeah, really... Just, just super fun. I think they're start. I think the idea is that they're starting sword, uh, but they. I don't know that they're there yet. They call them the Astro Ambassadors, apparently. So, like, I'm guessing that they're probably setting up some sort of diplomatic relations with the Chronicoms and maybe like starting to work with other, like, other races and such. Uh, but like, the idea of sword is that they're like this, you know, sort of military arm. And I'd really, you know, maybe, sort of. I could see, I could see that developing. Like that, whatever they're doing could be developing into sword. I don't know. This could be the SSR to shields. You know, shield. <laughs> yeah, the this could be what SSR was to shield. Yeah, could be. Uh, I mean, sword stands like if we're if we're just looking at the acronym in comics, it is sentient world observation and response department. Oh, okay. So this is this. I mean that. You know, they're they're actually like it's they call them ambassadors, so they're like reaching out to these other other worlds. So they're yeah. not just op- they're not just observing and responding. This is like, you know, whatever, like Earth public relations out there or something. So that's yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Well, what I like if they're astro ambassadors, it says to me that they are effectively mapping out the galaxy and mapping out or like kind of establishing the the foundation of our understanding of these other um, cultures mm-hmm. out there, kind of like laying the the groundwork, the framework, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, to, to accidentally use a bad term <laughs> on Agents of Shield. Um, but they're like they're laying the the groundwork, the foundation for for having an observation and a response department. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. like. It's it's the beginning of sword, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's either the beginning of sword, like officially, or it's the beginning of what will become sword. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
Uh, that is all of our feedback. We are, uh, we're now just hanging out with you guys in the chat. So, uh, podcast listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, we're still going to keep on the podcast, but, uh, we're now going to kind of turn our eyes over to the chat and see if anybody has any direct questions they want to talk about or want us to talk about or, um, whatever, any comments you want to make about these final two episodes or the shield shield series as a whole. (laughs) Is there anybody out there by pink Floyd, should be the theme song for Sword. Uh, I don't know if I know that song, but I'm down. Is there anybody out there? Still, still don't. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's not. It's not ringing bells. Goodness gracious! Yeah, I'm. I'm. My knowledge of classic, like sort of classic rock stuff, isn't very deep. I know yeah. some Pink Floyd, but not much. Uh, Sunny Tetris said, was there any other significance to any other character at the bar other than Victoria Hand? Mm. It's a good question. I don't think there was. Not that I saw. I didn't I mean, see there was either. the one old guy that I recognized as like he was in other stuff. Yeah. He was the guy that was late. I was wondering if he might be some character that we just aren't thinking of. Yeah, I don't know. There, there, there was a mention of someone coming home from World War II with one of them, and I was thinking maybe that could have been some of our... Uh, oh, man, like some of the Howling Commandos? Yeah, yeah, or, or someone, yeah, that could have interacted with Cap. <sighs> like Jim Morita could have been... Yeah, there, which we, he already has maybe. a... Uh, Jim Morita already has a um, ancestor in the, in, the, in the universe in Spider-Man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was his... Uh, Jim Morita was his grandfather. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, what was that guy's name? He was a knight at the museum. I don't know. That's, that's the most random movie to... What, the older guy? To peg somebody from. The older guy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think we're supposed to know who he is, I guess. There might be some, Bill- something that I'm not thinking of. I, I can't think of a... Hmm. Bill Cobbs is his name, and he's he's credited in The End is at Hand as Old Man. Okay. I was like, there wasn't like a a black man who worked with Susan. Now that would oh that would have been primo if like not necessarily his this this that character, but if the old character that showed up had been someone from Agent Carter that Susan Edwin knew. Jarvis. Oh. That would have been great. Edwin, Jar- an old Edwin Jarvis shows up. Yes, aged Edwin Jarvis. Like, sorry I'm late. Uh, traffic was a travesty out there. Like, oh, the way he's so prim and proper. And like, that would have been, oh, that would have been such a good, like, he's the through line, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, he's the through line, the, the fibers that connect the universe. Because, like, he's the one that showed up in Endgame. Yeah, that would have been really fun. <sighs> Damn it! We had such an opportunity, man! <laughs> now I'm mad! <laughs> Let's see. J. Sky Frill says, other than Coulson, which one character would you have appear in a future MCU film? I say you throw Melinda May in the Black Widow film for a cameo while it's already being made or being delayed. Oh, that would, that would have been fun. You know what, though? I, I did think a lot about this. Like now that Coulson is an LMD and that's always been a possibility for bringing him back in the movies as an LMD. Now that he is an LMD, they could have him show up again, especially if whatever version of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
in the future has LMDs, which this version does. So like, say they have whatever they they have the LMDs show up in a future like iteration of Shield, and they start bringing LMD characters in, and then Coulson shows up, and you're just like, and then we have to they they they've they've already explained who he is and why he's there, and then you just have Coulson back in the movies yeah. again. Yeah, and you know that's one of the things that I loved about about this episode, uh, this finale, is that Coulson, like they, you know, he he said that I'm not, you know, I'm not Coulson, I'm not a man, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not not a machine, basically. Right. And I think it was May that was just like, you don't believe that, and he's like, no, I don't. And he, like, you can see, he's kind of coming around to accepting like this is just my body now this is just who i am mm-hmm. now i have this ability now to be rebuilt and and be backed up he is a being but he's a different being than he was yeah and that was such a great moment between those two how they were like you know like we are such different people from who we used to be and like having her you know, feeling, <laughs> feeling really, um, and reacting to people's emotions and then having Phil just be like entirely a different person. And she even brought up the, uh, the, the helicarrier incident or the carrier, I guess it was incident where, um, you know, he, he caught the thing and it, it started to eat away at his arm and Matt cut his hand off <laughs> and she like, she pointed out like, you know, you, it, I remember that room, it cost you a hand. And he was like, yeah, that used to seem like such a big deal at the oh, time. that line was so great. That line was so great. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. Uh, Waterfall Angel here says, um, Korra's power is energy manipulation, which can be used in a million ways, really, like whatever she did with the electricity in the lighthouse. That is a good point, that they did use it differently than destruction. It was still destructive, but that she did use it to, like, shut down the shield base, which, yeah, that is different. I didn't think about that one. I mean, that that tracks, because, like, part of... Uh, like part of a nuclear explosion is an EMP blast. It's just, it also comes with a huge destructive force. Right. So, you know, disrupting electronics with an energy pulse is like, that makes total sense. Yeah, but 100%. bringing Daisy back to life. <laughs> yeah. Bringing Daisy back to life. And I just, I just wish they had like, I mean, it's just like any other powered person that we talk about. Like we, we always have a problem when they don't define their powers well. You know, and it makes been, me upset because it's almost always the ladies they do that to, and then we have to look like dicks, being like, you know, her powers don't like we end up sounding like misogynists because we don't like the female heroes. But it's like, no, they're not defining the powers well. And I mean, like, I even think that's a problem for a character like Thor, um, because I don't really know how strong he is. From moment to moment, he can kind of like shift around. He sometimes seems so all powerful, and other times he doesn't. He seems like he can be beat and stuff. I don't know. So like, it's not only women characters, but it does seem like the major two that we always talk about: Wanda, Wanda, and Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Vision. Vision also isn't isn't very well defined, but. He often, is it because you can pass right through him? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just... He often isn't around... Like, he hasn't been around enough that I've had to question his powers very often. Yeah. 
And like, not know. only that, like he didn't get much screen time in like he showed up toward the end of uh, Age of Ultron. And then his next movie was Civil War where he didn't get much screen time. And then his next movie was Infinity War where he was gimped for most of it and then killed at the end of it. And then we haven't seen him again. Mm. Like in that form. Like we've we've had um, Paul Bettany. God, I almost forgot his name. We've had Paul Bettany as Jarvis for, you know, since 2008. But like this version of Vision is... He hasn't had much screen time to like really show off or or even yeah. test his own abilities. I will say, so like with Wanda, it's partially she's never had a solo film, which we're about to get a series. Her hopefully right. her powers will be more defined than anyone else's by the end of that series because we she will have had more screen time than almost any anyone but Tony and Cap, I guess. But like historically, her powers are the ones. Like her powers are the ones that are absolutely least defined, right? And OP too. And OP is right to the point where they talk about killing her. Uh, So, like, yeah, I agree. I love that comic. I love that story. Good. Uh, good Let's see. Sunny Tetris in the chat says, "I'm still really confused about the blue hazmat suits. Did Gemma and Enoch?" No, that was them in the future. If not, who sent the reinforcements? I, I don't know that they knew exactly in the past that they knew. They definitely were the ones that sent them in the, you know what I mean in the past. So like, it's possible these blue hazmat shoot sh- guys showed up in the timeline, and they said. Well, I guess this is part of the plan that I've devised with the however many years I have between now and then. Yeah. I don't know. Well, um, maybe, I mean, Fitz did look at the time stream and work out, like, he even gave percentages and whatnot. So, like, he, he worked out a lot of the calculations. Maybe he said, okay, here's the plan, you know. When you go back, you're going to have backup in the form of people in hazmat suits. Uh, it It's going to be the team. Don't, like, you know, let them help you load things on uh, onto Zephyr, but then let them go. Right. That's my headcanon. Yeah, it, it's tough because it's... It's just not a lot. They didn't... They did a lot in one episode. Like, a lot, a lot. The right. entire telling of the final story of Fitz and Gemma, and then then having a fight with the Chronicoms, and then giving us like a twelve minute thing of them, you know, having their final moments. Like that's a lot to do in one episode. Any yeah. one of those things could have been an episode. <laughs> it's true. And, Man, if we uh, had gotten like a flashback episode, yes, of them, yes, ugh. and then that probably would have fleshed some of these questions out. But as we got it, we really just don't know exactly is the problem. I, I, I think yeah. there's plenty of ways to look at it where it works. And and sometimes that's that's what headcanon is, you know? And a lot of these shows sort of rely on you having to be like, all right, well, this could work this way. So it does. It, it, what is on screen at least makes enough sense to make sense of it. So there, right. there we go. Uh, Waterfall Angel says, I wonder if they just don't know how do you give exposition explaining someone's powers 
Like, I think there's also a lot of times when the powered people themselves don't know the extent of their own powers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you're still learning. They're still learning as they go what their powers are like. That, that's, that's fair. That's a fair point. I like when they're learning how their powers work and like we can watch and learn with them when it's logical, like when there's a logical leap to be made, like if I can do that, then I can probably do this also. Uh, or, you know, I can jump to that if I'm, you know, if I practice enough or if I have enough control. Um, but like energy manipulation into bringing Daisy back from space death is kind of like, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a stretch. Like they could have maybe even set that up with like, you know, uh, Nathaniel, oh my God, if Nathaniel had told her that, you know, your power is not only for destruction, you know, it can bring life and save life. And then like, you know, she calmly presents some energy like to a dying plant out there. Yeah. You know, that could have been a way that this entire thing could have been a little better with her power set. If from the beginning she was like using her power in different ways and her family was just scared of her because of her extreme power level. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah she was doing good things, but she's also killing <laughs> rooms full of people or whatever. Cause all we saw was just her out of control and scared to use her power. And I, I, I would have loved to see that conversation where you, where exactly what you're talking about. Maybe it's not Nathaniel. Maybe Nathaniel only uses her to kill. And then maybe like Ooh. it's her sister or Colson. Colson, I would love if Colson's the guy who has that conversation with her because he's, or maybe you know, just like he taught Quake to use her, like like was the, this fi- father figure for Quake. Uh, Quake could step in and be this like parental figure for her older sister, um, and try to like try to try to teach her about inhuman abilities and like yes, I can Quake to destroy things, but I also can like quake to save someone from falling so what else can we use your power for other than destruction and then she starts using it and learning but with the rushed way they did it there wasn't much time for that you know with the with the rushed way she flipped like they could have had an episode or two earlier in the season where she flipped sides for they even had that where she kind of said she flipped sides and what if like they had had that conversation where she'd like learn to use her powers in different ways they could have easily on that and that could have been the temptation, the beginning of the temptation to become a white hat, as Garrett said. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm wearing a white hat from now on. I, I loved Garrett in this episode. Oh, so yeah. good. Hey, buddy. Like, he was so creepy. He was so creepy. Yep. You know, oh, man. You know what would have been really great? Okay, so, you know, Zha Ying's power was to take energy from people, like take life energy from people. Oh, and her power could be to give it. Yeah, well, like, not just give it, uh, not give her own, but, like, her power, like, Ying takes and keeps, but if her power is to, like, take and then channel into, so, like, you know, that thing where she, like, that thing that we talked about where she, like, brings a plant back, if in order to do that, she has to drain the life of the other plants around her. Right. And then, the, and then, then that have that be one plant be fine? The way, the way she drained the power from uh may and sent it out or whatever right right uh either that or um if 
like when she's trying to bring Daisy back, she she's like, or when when they bring Daisy in, she looks around at the team and is like, I can probably bring her back, but it might kill us all. And then they're both just like, do it. Yeah, and you get the Guardians of the Galaxy moment where they all hold hands and then like their powers being drained and they all survive oh. because they're all working together, but they're all yeah. giving of themselves to save Daisy. Yeah, something like that could have been awesome. That's um, what we fight for. It just powers are better when they're defined just period when they have limitations and rules and costs so something associated with them that keeps them controlled so that there's a weight to using them and i, and I yeah. don't think that we got that with cora uh okay that's unfortunate yeah it is it is um let's see ericonda bear <laughs> says uh that's funny are you sure that's not eric and a bear i'm gonna say his ericonda don't want none of that. Um, <laughs> it's Araconda bear. Uh, That's the worst kind of bear. <laughs> the worst kind of bear. Uh, he says, so did this highly rumored sword show not come to fruition? Not as far as we know. Uh, the, the show ended with one of the characters being in space and possibly forming some form of, of sword but no 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 disney plus announcement like we had heard there might be so that's a bummer um waterfall angel says colson academy spinoff with flint please i yeah. could not agree more uh, it's avengers academy you know it's perfect be great yeah that's exactly what we need. <laughs> Col- and, and it's Coulson who originally gelled the Avengers together. It's Coulson Academy. Ugh, it'd be great, man. And what if, like, with that, you've got, like, you know, you've got Flint, but what about other, you know, young people, yeah, like, Cassie. stature? Yeah, Cassie could show up for sure. Cassie could show up for sure. Um, uh, what is her name? Kamala Khan? Yes, absolutely. The, uh, Miss Marvel? absolutely like we could get the beginnings of that young team mm-hmm. I, oh man oh man Matt, 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 Matt. the kids the kids in wandavision speed oh. speed and wiccan that would be awesome oh my god we really can have those. that would be really great <sighs> i need it yep. i need yep. it m khalil eight in the chat says i'm so confused what is up with colson because they founded the colson academy so i assume we're in a different timeline because he's alive out there um well no i think colson is dead i'm guessing colson's story is known to shield at least um colson is dead he is an lmd now and just like Davis is dead, and they probably had a funeral for him and had things named after him or whatever, Davis could do that. But Davis is now an LMD. So I think that uh, that's what's going on there. I feel like Davis being so beloved, but not a super character, which I mean, I guess he's kind of a super character now, but like being so beloved, but not being a super character and mm-hmm. kind of just being the pilot most of the time, like kind of makes him our Wyatt Wingfoot. I don't know who and Wyatt Wingfoot is. He's a he's a, exactly what I just said. He's like friend of the superpowered people and is basically just a pilot all the time. Oh, neat. But he's beloved by them all. Yeah, I feel like I mean I feel like that's the same way that uh I really as much as I like the team and I like all the powers and I like how everyone there has a purpose, I really did like Davis and Piper being around for a couple of seasons because they 
they gave us that look at like just what it what are normal shield agents like you know right i mean like, mac is the only one without special abilities right now um, and 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 like i you know in the main team the one that we saw sit in that circle max the only one and he I mean, and he's just a badass, the director with the shotgun axe, you know, like, he's yeah, still like if you don't think a that a shotgun axe is a special ability, <laughs> fair, fair point. That is a fair point. Uh, let's see here. Sonny Ditra says, are you guys at all sad that they didn't reference the inhuman royal family at all? No, no. <laughs> take a, take a lesson from colson's yes last episode uh are you a computer genius now yes moving on (laughs) Uh, he also said the show sucked but two or three of the characters could have been recovered karnak needs his time to shine i did i remember liking karnak i remember karnak being like the thing the thing we liked about the show yeah and and then they just they just they neutered him scott buck does not know how to make hero characters relatable or likable really and that's a bummer scott buck does not know how to make characters full stop no no it's not full stop because they both both those shows iron fist and inhumans that he show ran are (laughs) scott bucks runs shows into the ground says scotty that's true um yes though both of those shows are flawed in, in the characters but they're flawed in the same way they both have main characters who aren't the good guy. Yeah. They're not doing good things. And I think it is essential, especially when you're introducing a brand new character, to give me a reason to know he's the guy to root for. You know? Right. And the royal family never did that. And Iron Fist, the, the main character of Iron Fist, didn't do that either. Let's see here. And Dexter had the same issue with Scott Buck. Like, before Scott Buck... We had we had reason to believe that Dexter was a good guy because he was he was killing bad other people. killers. Yeah. But then when Scott Buck took over, Dexter just became this like madman with a blood fetish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> Jay Scotty for real says, Don't you need a deep tissue massage after carrying all that head cannon? <laughs> Strains the nick. Turns the legs to jelly. <laughs> Turns the legs to jelly. <laughs> oh, man. I like it. So good. Okay. Well, if anybody's got any last questions, throw them out, because we are about to be done. We've been recording for, what, two hours now? Almost? Just, uh, close. just about two hours, yeah. Yeah, getting close to two hours. So thank you guys for joining us. Let's see. How long until we get an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reunited? A- Wait. Reunited, a, reunited apart with Josh with Gad. Jo- Josh Gad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe soon to promote the end. I, I honestly, I bet if they were going to do it, they would have done it before the finale to like bring in all the people to watch the finale. Oh snap! I just okay. So Waterfall Angels just said so. I go. So I guess this finale also confirms the time jumps were just following the Chronicoms and not coming from Fitz. They were following the Chronicoms because if you remember, yeah, when when one part of the um, one of the obelisks does a thing like melts and does the whatever, all of the parts of it do that. 
Interesting. Okay. So they took a section of the time stone out D- w- and put it into their thing. But were the Chronicoms using the time stone? Yeah. Or not time stone, the time The monolith. time obelisk. The white obelisk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Chronicoms showed up at the temple to like, to take those stones, right? Okay. I didn't remember that. Okay, gotcha. So they had the time stone or the time, ah, damn it, you got me doing it. They had the time obelisk and every time they used it, it would activate the one on Zephyr 1. Man, that's really cool. That is really cool. If that's what they were trying to tell us, that's really, really cool. I like that a lot. Hmm. Yeah, that's really neat. Uh, Dustin Tysver says, late to the show, but was there an Agent of Sword intro? They kind of, kind of, and I don't, I think it was more of an Agent of Sword outro. (laughs) It just like showed, it showed one of, a couple of our agents, three of them, in fact, hanging out in, in a Zephyr deep in space, talking about how they were going to meet with uh, some alien race. And you're like, oh, wow. So, so yeah. kind of. It's available. Yeah. That got put into the, into the spread. It's canon now. They're out there. Something's going on. Yeah. That's on our, our shield charcuterie board. <laughs> uh, so you can, you know, Marvel can pick that one up and nom on that if they want if to. If they want to. I just, I feeling the fact that they did not tie it to end game at all. They didn't do the thing. I think, I think this show is not going to get continued by Mar- by Disney Plus or whatnot. And that really bums me out, but I think that's kind of what that means. But yeah, I don't know. It's a real bummer. It's a real bummer. I love this show. Thank you to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. people. Thank you to the Weed, just Jed Whedon and uh, yes, Michelle, Melissa Tankerowin. Melissa Tankerowin. That, that really, the show meant a lot to us. It really brought, it brought me and Jeff together and it brought this whole community of Stranded Panda together like we wouldn't be doing this. And this has been hugely important to me throughout this time, especially with um, COVID and like being really disconnected. This community has been a lot and it all started because this S.H.I.E.L.D. show existed. So can't say enough about how yeah. appreciative I am of the show. It's like the end of an era, man. Uh, yeah, it is. It's like graduating, you know? It does. It, yeah, it really does. I mean, we were here longer than peop- most people are in college, you know, or, or high school. Like, this is a big chunk of our lives covering this show. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm really, really, really happy to have done it. And I appreciate you, Jeff. This has been have really we, nice. I appreciate you too, sir. Have we proved our medal to, to Marvel now? Can we, like... Can we get all the press passes and get the, the <laughs> private screenings we and have stuff? Gotta, if anybody knows how to handle that stuff, write us a message. Because we, we, we've we got a bunch of downloads. We should be able to like get press passes and stuff to things. Because <laughs> our show would be better if we could like get an advanced screening of a movie. Like all those press oh, screenings man. and stuff. Because we could actually like have time to think about it. And like go see it twice. Have it recorded so when you guys walk out of the theater, it is already in your feeds you know that would be really cool but uh we we haven't been able to hook that up yet mostly because we're so busy making content it's a real problem as an artist of any type in my music i have this problem and in my uh podcasting i have this problem where you have to decide where to put your energy and if you're putting all your energy into making a thing you have no time to promote the thing but if you have no time if you don't promote the thing 
then the thing isn't getting promoted and you're just making a thing and it's kind of like screaming into the void. This show luckily has found an audience, but like if we knew how to promote or had time to promote, we'd probably be doing better. <laughs> but all those little things get that drop through yeah. the cracks. Um, you know, Oh, well, <laughs> we need like a marketing manager. We really do. Actually, I've been meaning to say that on the cast. If anybody out there is like a marketing person, like who really knows social media marketing and advertising and all that kind of stuff really well, like really well and is really HMU. interested. Huh? HMU. Well, hit me up. Yeah. Hit me up. Like if you if, if, if hit us up, like if you're somebody out there who has those that particular set of skills like that's something we need and like we're still growing we're not like we don't have a lot of money to pay anybody but like <laughs> uh, if you're if you're interested in being a part of something like this it would be fun to yeah. have somebody somebody on the team like that but I, it's real the uh, real ground floor feel you know what is it grass start kind of yeah. or no not grass start uh, yeah it's like a grassroots kind of you know just getting off the ground sort of sort of yeah it's <laughs> sort of about six years in just getting off the ground though yeah just getting started well and that's the thing is that's why we started the you network build. so we can actually like build on that build on what we've done here uh okay let's see uh the last couple things in the chat didn't a writer say they'd address the snap i don't i think somebody said something like that and they didn't I don't remember they didn't do it and i'm annoyed uh, yeah. cool catching the cast live. Good stuff. Last later, true believers. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Scotty for real. Hey, it was really fun having you last night for code names. Thanks for hanging out. Um, yeah. let's see. Even though you look so much older than Matt thought you were. <laughs> that was the best. Um, that was, that was a real good time. Really good. Dustin Tizer said, wish I would have seen that you guys were live earlier. I caught the last five minutes next time. Next time. You guys are awesome. Thanks. No, no. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you, Dustin. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to look at the camera. You're awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, guys. We we love you. Um, anything you want to plug? You got you, you Umbrella Academy. Final episode. Uh, final yeah. final yeah, man. feedback episode of Umbrella Academy dropping soon. We uh, we just put the uh, or I just just uploaded and published the ninth episode of the second season nice. of Umbrella Academy for Stranded Panda. Uh, sorry, the Pandavision. Pandavision. Uh, you want to go to Pandavision, Pandavision on Stranded Panda? Yeah. And uh, episode 10 is going up tomorrow at 5 o'clock Eastern. And then on Saturday, we are going to be recording our feedback episode. So throw us your feedback, you know, through whatever channel whatever channel you use. Mm -hmm. um, however you get feedback to us, let us know what you guys thought about, uh, about Umbrella, Umbrella Academy, Academy yeah. and all that greatness. Cause we've got that, that we're recording and talking about on Saturday, uh, on Saturday. And, uh, and then on Sunday, also on Pandavision, we're finishing Umbrella oh, Academy man. Saturday. And then Sunday we're starting Lovecraft country on, on, on oh, Pandavision. I'm so excited. Yeah. Pandavision's get going to be cool because it's just going to be like, whatever the cool show is right now, we're talking about it. doesn't matter what universe it fits in. So like I love doing the MCU cast, but like there's these large lulls in content, especially during COVID. Uh, but with Pandavision, it's like, there's always something cool and geeky out there that we can talk about and we can really like yeah. dig into those episodes. I'm just pumped about it, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of banking, uh, the Witcher series for like, you know, when we, when we have a lull. Yeah. Well, and, and you can, uh, we, we'll talk about that off cast. We'll talk about that cast. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we have done these big, like catch up, casts of doing every episode but we don't have to do that we can just jump into a season if we want to if if 
because people are out there looking for the content. We can just talk about the newest season when it drops or whatever. Um, yeah. Like I said, let's not, let's talk about off cast. Uh, <laughs> Sunny Tetris said, is it too late to do uh, Watchmen? We did do Watchmen. Uh, yeah. We did not on Pandavision, but it's our podcast was called Who Watched the Watchmen? Not me and Jeff. It was me and Jason from DC on screen. But if you go to strandedpanda.com, it's on the main page. Just scroll down. You'll see Who Watched the Watchmen. And we did a 10 part series on that. Actually, 11, we, we did 13 episodes because we did the comic book, the movie, all of the series. And then we did a couple of special episodes too. Uh, it's, it's, it was that, that was, that's my favorite TV show I've ever seen. Like that. I still, I still say that that's, that's my favorite TV show and it was great to do. Um, okay. Last plug. If you would like to check out my, uh, uh, my original music, I have a Indiegogo campaign going on right now. Just go to strandedpanda.com slash new album. Oh yeah. I need to do that. I got paid today. Oh, thank you, Jeff. You, uh, I, I thank you. That is very kind. Um, there's a link, or just you click through, and you can give to the Indiegogo campaign. You can get a, the double album. You can get a T-shirt. The T-shirt is super badass, um, and uh, all those things. So, I hope you ho- hope you guys will do that. Uh, it it's uh, it's a whole new world for me with with the music, and I'm trying to trying to do a different thing and make money with an album instead of playing shows. So. And actually, I'm just trying to break even on this one. So, <laughs> but at least if I can break even, I can keep making music. That's the key. All right, uh, that's it. Thank you, Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, StrandedPanda.com. You can find all our things. We love you. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.